You're listening to Before Anyone Else. I don't want to be with you anymore, featuring Kurtiga. Of before anyone else, I'm Keith. Follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Bay Podcast, where you'll find new episode alerts, memes, polls, and you can even slide into our DMs with your audience questions. We're also collecting listener feedback on our website, baypodcast.com. On today's episode of Before Anyone Else, we have Kritiga. Do you want to maybe introduce yourself and you know what you do, or and maybe that? Let's start with that. I work currently in film production, uh, doing a lot of planning and logistics. And I used to work in event management. So I have a very extensive background between just working long hours and (laughs) just putting in the work. So now we we all know this is a question we ask all our guests because it is a relationship podcast. Tell us about your relationship journey. Oh, I don't even know if there's enough time in the podcast to go through that. My relationship journey, I mean, I'm sure is like most folks, it's like a roller coaster. Um, but especially in the last little while, I feel like I've been going on the up of the roller coaster, not in terms of like thrills. But is like, this like the the fourth loop this that is you've like, been through? This is the loop that I'm hoping, like you know, just like he is the one, push, not even the one, but it's pushing me in a direction that's like you know, just it'll get better every single time. So like you keep reaching like a higher and higher and higher peak. So so it's definitely like a journey in and of itself. Okay, so I mean the the reason why you know we thought this would be a great episode for you is because. Um, that interesting relationship like history you've had right the many the many ups i don't know if i'm making this sound like a, a, a like a journey but the many ups the many downs um right and i think it takes a lot of energy time and energy and a lot of self-awareness to you know to go through all this um, but uh, a question that always comes up is sort of like, you know, when should I leave someone or when should I, when do I know that someone is not the right person, even though I've spent many, so much time with them. Right. You know, going back to that relationship journey, like, do you remember that first time that you like left that someone and like, how did it feel? Like, honestly, I can say that I've pretty much left every single relationship. Well, obviously I've you wouldn't be here if you <laughs> No, but I'm saying in the sense that like minus maybe one, to be quite honest. Um, I've been the person who decided to okay. leave. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I yeah, I mean for obvious reasons and to the I think high school was my first real long lasting one that I I can say I quote unquote like left. Um, it was like, I mean, high school relationships for me in particular, like it's not really relationships, you know? Um, but the guy that I was seeing, um, at that time, uh, we saw each other for like, what, maybe a month, if you can even call it like a relationship. Right. Um, but the reason why I left was it played a huge part to do with race, to be honest. So he was of a different race than I was. And it didn't bother me. Um, And for a very long time, I didn't realize that 
his group of friends were basically talking a whole lot of shit about me and the color of my skin. And I didn't know at the time. And one of his friends who happened to be a really good friend of mine is the one that kind of came up to me and said, I can't let this go on. Like, I just need you to know that this is what they're saying about you behind your back. And, you know, my ex, obviously, like my boyfriend, quote unquote, at the time, never even broached the topic with me. So that was like a real easy way to like leave the relationship. um, Because I confronted him about it. He said like, Oh, no, they were just kidding. But I didn't think it was a joke. You know, it was, I mean, you're talking about me as a person, and I can't change the color of my skin. So that was very, I mean, that was very triggering from then on, like in terms of how that affected me. Um, But that was like my first memory, I think, of leaving something that I knew was not good for me. It was not suited for me. So were you like, okay uh, with leaving it? Like, how did it feel? Like when, as soon as you left. So empowering. Yeah, it was definitely like very empowering to leave that situation. Mostly because like, I knew that he was in the wrong. And I think it was honestly, I was either like the day before my birthday but it was like sometime around Ooh. my birthday. So like leaving you didn't him. Even, you didn't even wait for like the present he was going to get you. He wasn't going to give me no <laughs> present. I can almost guarantee you that he had no inclination. That's probably one of no the reasons. Thought. One of the That's reasons the why I left his ass. No. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure like it was around my birthday or like the day before my birthday. And like I broke up with him. And then I was like with my girlfriends like the next second because they were like, you know two three mm-hmm. lockers down like yeah waiting for support me. systems there of course and then and then yeah like I just felt really good about myself and um knowing that I did something that was good for me was just in and of itself very empowering and I think that's what set the tone for a lot of future um relationships that I had to see the signs and decide for myself like what is better for me and if this is really worth my time effort and energy so i mean the, that kind of relationship where it's a, a high school relationship even um you know it might be difficult for a lot of people going through high school to lead those kind of relationships but at the same time you're you're what you just kind of talked about you felt empowered when you left etc um was there any relationship where you actually had to sit down and think and, you know, you didn't have that same kind of, okay, let's get it over with, right? The most prominent one that I could probably talk about, I guess, my long-term relationship that I had a few years back. And that was my first real long-term serious relationship. And it was a lot of firsts for me. And um, and I was just trying to navigate a being in a serious relationship, considering that all the times before were like, you know, flings or like not anything substantial. So that relationship lasted two and a half years, roughly, I think, for like context. Um, and by that point, you know, it was a few years back. So I'm not exactly thinking about the idea of marriage, but I am thinking at the time, like, do I want to still be with this person like for a lot longer? Um, but that one was harder to part with because I also had a chance to like meet his family. And like, that was hard um, because they were just so welcoming. They were so sweet and really loving. And, you know, having that sort of relationship 
beyond a partner into like that friend or family circle is hard to leave. And I know a lot of people who've actually stayed longer in relationships because of that. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not in bed next to your mom and dad. You know what I mean? Like I'm, it's me and him. So with him in particular, it was harder to end things because it wasn't like he cheated on me. It wasn't like anything that for some people might be like, you know, one off deal breaker. That's it. Exactly. Like this was a lot of different things, a lot of red flags that like just added up over time. And it was pretty much just laying it all out and thinking like, is this right for me? Or is this not right for me? And the biggest reason why I left is because fundamentally like our morals we couldn't agree on on something that like really mattered to me and that was for like a lot of like racial issues and um him not being a person of color and I am and trying to basically navigate a relationship where I'm triggered or I see things differently because the world doesn't treat me the same way that it treats him and we just couldn't agree on those sorts of things. And I was butting heads and I didn't want to keep explaining, you know, why life is a certain way and how, you know, your friends can't talk to me a certain way, you know, like microaggressions or whatever comes about. And so I thought long and hard about it. I thought about it for months. So I, it's not like I thought about it for like a night, like for months I was going through this process and I made an effort or I wanted to make the effort to say, at least I did my part. Like I tried to make this relationship work because we had a series of conversations and a lot of it was to figure out like, what am I doing? That's not making you happy. And like, what can I do to be a better partner and vice versa? So I was actively trying to do the things that he wanted, but I wasn't getting it back. And, you know, change takes time. But if you're not going to do that change and you're not putting in the effort, then like, that's where I'm like, I'm, I'm done and I'm out. So you said it, it kind of took a while and I, I think you're trying to work through it, but was there something that finally happened where you're just like, you know what, I'm going to have that final talk. So maybe it's like, <laughs> maybe it's a thing for me as like life events. Cause like a lot of these things happen around life events for me. So one of the things that triggered it is like, I was leaving um, to live on my own away from my parents' home. I was, uh, I just started this new job and it was starting to really ramp up and really get busy. And I, I'm very much so a career focused person. So I wanted to hone in on that and really excel. I thought about it some more. I talked to my circle of friends, you know, my support group and just a kind of, make sure I understood what I was doing. And also they were a sounding board for me because like they know me really well. They know me better than myself sometimes. And um, they knew the amount of time and effort I put into it. So as soon as I realized, I'm like, you know what, maybe this is a clean slate that I need living on my own, having my own space, this new job, and then kind of like cutting out the toxic energy that I didn't want to bring into this next chapter. So that is where I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to do it now and then finish with it. Uh, he didn't see it coming. We like, I'd gone over to have dinner and like hang out. And the next morning I had an event at like 7am. So like 
I was literally on the clock. I'm like, I need to do this now, tonight, and then leave. And like, I had a goal. So like, I went into it and I knew going into what was happening. And obviously he didn't. And then we started talking. I said what I was thinking. And then I said the words like, you know, I just don't think that we can make this work. And then it like clicked in for him. And then it was just, it just like went downhill. And then it was like, you know, it's not the the way you want to end a night. <laughs> well, how, how did you kind of prepare for that? Because I'm just thinking this is. I mean, I definitely wasn't planning the time. I was just, maybe it was the planner in me that I'm like, you just got to do it. Just do it. Schedule it in, whatever. I mean, that sounds really cross. I didn't say like schedule it in, but you know what I mean? Like, I was like, it has to be this day. And going into it, no, I didn't have anything prepared. I, I'm very much so a person who like speaks from the heart. So like, I know that if I prepared anything, it would just like you know, mess it up. I would, if I did, I will probably would have fucked it up. So I just said how I was honestly feeling. And, you know, it's, it's never easy to tell somebody who you've been with for such a long time, who loves you and you love them to say, I don't want to be with you anymore. And it was harder because I think I took it upon myself, like that emotional labor to like soften the blow and not make it so harsh so i was just trying to say how this is something that i need to work on this is not for you like you know this is just this is something that i can see is not working for me and i think we both need the space because all we've been doing is fighting and like you know it's just bringing to light things that we know and saying that like i can't do it anymore okay you've you've done this um like the next day I mean, you're at work, obviously, doing 7 a.m. in the morning. But, like, that probably was, like, the... What kind of day was it for you? So, I just consumed myself with work. And it was a really good distraction. So, for me, it was very much so, like... I have a job to do, so I just need to get my work done. Um, And it was very easy to not think about it. Because I just had so much to do. But when I came back home, and for, like, that week itself I it hurt like I I cried a lot because you know you're still grieving a loss of something you know so like I let myself feel those emotions I cried for a few days because like things would like trigger me in terms of like shit like did I fuck it up like should I have tried harder but I knew that I had it's just that part of you that you know that one that questions you and says like, you know, are you sure this is what you want to do? But it's sticking to your gut and knowing like, this is it, it's gonna hurt, it's gonna suck, just cry it out, you know, feel these emotions and process it. Um, But don't like backtrack what you did, because I know people who have done that as well. And you know what, for some people, it's worked out for them. And that's fine. But for me, I knew in my gut that this is not something that I wanted long term. And it hurt because like at the very end of when we did break up is when I saw him be the person that I needed him to be more of. But it's like you only it just it made me more mad because it's like, why are you like this only when you realize you're about to lose something when you could have been like this the whole time? You know, like I think sometimes people forget like how great of something or someone you have. And then only when you realize like, oh, my God, like it's about to end then you're like no 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 like let me be this person now for you and it's like you had your time (laughs) 
for in order for you to leave um, or to be in a relationship, you had to have certain values where like this value is important. Was this that relationship that kind of sparked that? It triggered a lot of things for me. For me in particular, um, it made me realize what I wanted out of a partner in terms of the qualities. And on the other side, it also made me realize, and I've gone, like, I have a lot of triggers in terms of what it makes me realize, like, I don't want, regard, like, no matter what. Um, and for context, um, so as a South Asian woman, I was dating a white guy. And I was introducing a lot of, like, cultural values, like, in terms of, like, I even introduced him to my parents. You know what I mean? And, like... That's a big step for a South a Asian parent. step. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. That, inter- that's the step. That's, that's actually the, the step. step. You <laughs> that's know the only mean? step you need to take, right? And <laughs> that's the thing, because like a lot of South Asian parents, like whoever is coming through that door, you know, they're thinking like that's oh, the you're person you're going to marry. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, introducing. Yeah. We're about to get me, married. Yeah, exactly. And like I was trying to go in the reverse, where like I needed my parents to understand what it meant to date because it's such a weird concept to them, right? Like for them, like I said, it's the first person you bring home, that's it. That's, you know, where are the wedding bells. But um, I was trying to introduce them to the idea of dating because for me, it was important that whoever I did bring home could still have a relationship with my parents too, by extension. And like, not just do it overnight. So I was doing that. I was introducing him to my family. Um, you know, I obviously met his friends and he met mine. And I noticed... I didn't realize, I guess, at first, but over time, I realized like I really need diversity in friend circles because that also shows me a lot of who you are as a person. And his friend circle didn't match that same energy. And, And there were times where like we've had conversations about this, but one of his friends in particular, like literally seeked, like sought me out to have a conversation about like racial prejudice and out of all your friends there's like, always Why? there's always you know that one I mean? out of all the people in the room i'm the only person of color so you're just gonna seek me out to get my opinion on it when to feel validated basically to feel validated to feel heard but it's like you're all, you're white you're taking up enough space like how about you back off if you have any questions google it learn something read a book you know but don't come to the the person of color in the room and be like, so what do you think about this? And, you know, and his other friends, like they multiple microaggressions, right? Like, and things that I could not accept. And also because like he did nothing to either speak up for it or speak up for me or say anything to them to be like, you know, you can't say that. So over time, like fundamentally, I realized like, I need to, I need to see people like me or at least see, I need to see melanin. Like I need to see something in your friend circle that reflects you, I guess, figured out over time too, is that like, I will not compromise on my feelings because I felt like a lot of the times I was muting myself and I was you know, letting him speak his mind because he was a little bit more sensitive and emotional than I was. And I was just like, I don't need to be with somebody who just doesn't encourage me to speak up and who doesn't encourage me to share my feelings. And 
a lot of the times it was him feeling like he wasn't heard. So I had to do more to give him space when he's already, again, like you're a white guy who takes up a lot of space, but I'm the one that needs to make myself smaller to make you feel bigger. Like that's not happening for me. You you mentioned another relationship too as well. Um, what, what's this one about? We've had like a very complicated history um, because we have mutual friends. So from the time that we first met, um, we were friends first and we had mutual friends that we both met around the same time. So that was like a consistent factor and the reason why we were talking or interacted as much as we did over time. Um, but we dated first a little bit. It didn't work out. Um, and then we tried again, like, you know, I think it was like a year, two years later, something like that. And by that point, we'd been friends. We hung out at parties. We'd seen each other, all that jazz. And then we got together and, um, you know, to this day, like he's a great guy. He is a great guy. Um, at the time this was in my second year of university, I think. Um, and he within, I think it was like our total relationship at the time, like maybe was about three and a half, four months. It was very short. And within that time frame he could see like in the future, like he could see past that. And he was very much so like, you know, like what if you met my family during the summer, like the big family barbecue or like, you know, meet all my really close friends, which is fine. But the family part and seeing past that, like it instantly made me clam up and freaked me out because I was not in that same headspace. Like I was not on the same page and the more pressure I felt from that, the more I started freaking out and thinking like, I cannot give this man what he wants. Like, I, like I felt, I feel dishonest. I'm not disloyal, obviously, but I feel dishonest to him because I am going along with this. Like, I'm still seeing you every day. I'm still with you, but I'm starting to like retract and not feel like I can give you what you want. And I very much so was like, I want to still be independent. Like I still want to live my life. I want to focus on finishing school. I want to get my career going. Like I had a lot of goals and ambitions. And at the time I couldn't see that with him in the picture. I had the conversation with him saying like, I just don't think I can give you what you want. And I don't think that this, like we're on the same page of like what this is. and. It was sad and he obviously didn't agree because this was very, this was very much so one-sided again. Like this is me saying like, I need to leave. And afterwards, like we had a very complicated history because like we would still run into each other. So it wasn't like as clean of yeah, a break. Yeah, because of your group of friends, exactly. your environment, et cetera, right? So, you know having to run into your ex like that constantly doesn't really make you feel like you have closure. And so time and time again afterwards, like, you know, sometimes you're at a party, sometimes there's alcohol, sometimes yeah. you get a little cozy, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. So Memories like, come back. Yeah. So just like, oh, like, why do we break up again? Um, no, I'm kidding. But like, you know, it just, it happens that way where like, you're, you just feel so connected because you're so comfortable with this person that you knew intimately. Right. And 
you know them well. And to be honest, like looking back at it in hindsight, I mean, it obviously takes two people to make something like that happen, but I probably could have been better and like not trying to (laughs) push a few buttons here and there. Like looking at it now, do you think it was more like, oh, I wasn't ready or was it because of the pressure that he put on you? I think it was both the pressure from him, but you know what? It wasn't even really pressure because it's not as if he asked me a lot. Like he didn't ask me to do much, but it's because this is what he could see happening. And that alone for me was, it was just, I couldn't do it. Cause if, if I can see something, for example, like if I'm with somebody right now and they're like, I can see myself with us having kids, white picket fence, you know, the house, the whole nine yards. And you're like, I can't see that for us, but you're already there. Like if there's no way where you think, Oh, you know, like maybe one day, like I can work up to it. And if you can, then great. But if you can't, then you're both on opposing fields. Right. And for him, it was that knowing that like, this is what he wants. And then knowing that like, I don't, I'm not ready to give up other things that I need to be like, and be single in that way, I guess. And I, yeah, I freaked out. (laughs) I freaked out. And that was like a big part of why I think I left. But I think in my gut, I knew that I just had to. So the moral of the story is looking like, like in your relationship life is like, if the values don't fit, cause that's almost like a value, right? Like there's somebody who sees their future, somebody who sees these things for themselves. Right. And that's like a, that's like, whether it's a goal ambition, like you envision this for yourself. And if the other person can't see that or isn't there, then like, there's some, like you're both on different pages. So you either need to catch up and be on the same page or like if you're like, that's actually not even at all where I was thinking of going, then that's just a fundamental difference. And like most recently, most recently, um, I was seeing somebody who things didn't work out with. And the fundamental difference in that was he saw this life for himself where his future partner and him would be having kids. And I am of the position where I don't think I want kids. And that's just a really big factor, right? For a lot of people. And that's a deal breaker. So it's totally fair. And especially like at my age, um, I'm 28 and everybody in my friend circle is starting to get married. (laughs) You see all those Facebook and Instagram pictures. The updates. (laughs) (laughs) The stories. (laughs) So that's the thing. Like everybody is at that age, right? Where they're like, oh, so you're having a kid. This wasn't an accident. Like, oh, you want to keep the kid, you know? (laughs) So I'm, and I'm not there. Like I'm out here trying to figure out if I can afford guacamole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can I get Headphones. the extra three twenty nine? But I, and it didn't work out because that was something that he didn't want to compromise on, and that's something I can't even try to envision for myself right now. So, and in the next little while, like obviously, as I continue to date, this is a factor that is going to be a predominant issue for me. I'm, I'm kind of picturing like every single relationship that you've been through. And a lot of people are probably going through the same thing. You start adding things to this 
not a list. I don't like saying list because you know, like, but it's like your it is it's a like your value. List. Your, yeah. your values. There you go. Your um, we we talked about it on this podcast many times. There's a list of non-negotiables which we always find like. I think people kind of get confused like, oh, I want this guy who's tall. I want this. And this is that's, non-negotiable, yeah, right? It's nice not, to have. Yeah. yeah, those are nice to haves, right? Yeah. But these kind of values, they're kind of deeper. And it's only when you start dating. And I, I find also when you get older, you start seeing certain things that, oh, I cannot negotiate it. It's like a real non-negotiable, right? This list that you're sort of, sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you for the list because that's kind of like your thing. You can have yeah, that, right? no, totally. But this is something you've kind of built because of the many relationships you've been through. Is that how you feel? Like, Yeah, I mean, I don't have a list, but I know like in my gut, if something does or doesn't happen and I'm happy about it, then no. Like, for example, I mean, of the current climate, like political climate, I'm not dating somebody who's obviously racist. I'm not dating somebody who's sexist, misogynistic, you know, the list goes on. Those are my fundamentals. Um, the nice to haves versus need to haves. Yeah. Like if he happens to be telling me, Hey, I'm not yeah. going to say no. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but it's a bonus. Totally. Totally. Yeah. But I think like you said, over the years and throughout all my dating experiences, I really do feel really confident about what I want. And a lot of that is derived from the fundamentals. Cause for me, that is like, that can change. Cause other things like, you know, I mean, I'm not looking for somebody who's a slob, but like things like cleaning or being neat, like things over time that can develop. You know what I mean? If you're talking to like your younger self, what, um, like advice would you give to them having learned all this and what we've talked about like getting into dating for the first time I'm laughing because like the first thing I would tell my younger self is like girl just leave it's fine yeah. <laughs> just leave don't think too hard about it um but what I would tell people is that like listen to your gut at the end of the day listen to your gut you can you like it sucks, but we know as empathetic people that when something is not right for us. But the problem with us is that we still try and fight and hold on to something because it's there. It's comforting. You know, it's something that, you know, it's familiar. And like with a partner who knows you intimately and can like say the soothing words and like that, like give you affection or like whatever it is. Six you know, foot like, tall. Yeah, six full tall, <laughs> has a good little yeah, dark you know. and handsome. Oh my gosh, so good! But it's it is hard to leave, and I would tell everyone and my younger self to like just listen to your gut. It's okay to leave because what I've learned the most out of all these relationships is that if something is really important to you, you'd fight for it and you'll make it work. And you can't, but you can't be the only person with that attitude because if the other person doesn't have that attitude and doesn't reciprocate that in and of itself kind of tells you a lot too um and whether or not it's as simple as literally writing a list like if it's a pros and cons thing like don't pull like a ross and rachel moment and friends for anybody who watches that um and leave the list out but if you really do need to and break it down that way like do whatever it is because if if you're questioning it if you're questioning leaving then there's obviously some truth in that little nugget and explore it 
and, and it's not to say like, I'm not encouraging people to just up and leave their partners right now. You know what I mean? But like, I think a lot of us stay in relationships because we're too afraid of letting go of something that's so comfortable and familiar to us. And I mean, I did, you know, like it was hard, but the reason why I left a lot of the times is because if I was crying more, if I was being so unhappy, if I'm being an ugly person and I'm by ugly, I mean like this, you know, emotionally ugly person, like that's not the best version of myself. And I want to be with somebody who pushes me to be that best version of myself. Right. So like a lot of the times it's recognizing you just got to bite the bullet and, and leave. Do do you feel that a lot of women make compromises and that's why they stay too as well? I think a lot of it is like the emotional labor that women do go through. Men go through too, but I do find that women go through that a lot more than men. It's, it's a, big thing that I feel like a lot of guys need to maybe take more into consideration. Um, just because we often don't have the space or don't feel like we have the space to express ourselves, you know, like how many times have we always heard the stereotype, like women are crazy. They're so emotional. Like they lose their shit, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. And guys are like, you know, just thick as doorknobs. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And don't like, express themselves it's, the, don't it's like their one feelings. of the biggest tv tropes ever right yeah. exactly you know what i mean but the sad reality is that like it goes both ways where like guys aren't as encouraged to speak up share their feelings not give fucking monotone or one word answers to everything and for girls or women i should say sorry um it's very much so like you know filter through your thoughts like think about what you want to say before you say it like don't just speak out of emotion And me having heard that for years, like, I am living with the side effects of it where I don't speak up for myself, especially where I need to. So I'm like with women, I think in this day and age, we're trying to be more empowered and more confident and being able to express ourselves freely without repercussions or without feeling guilty about it or without somebody being like oh she's just being crazy you know like all of y'all are crazy every single person is a little bit crazy like let's just (laughs) let's just call that what it is but I think that if you're in a relationship sorry a cis hetero relationship I would hope that both like the guy and the girl in the relationship can encourage each other to have that safe space open up, have that open dialogue and talk about how they're feeling without feeling like shit about it. You know, like I'm not encouraging you to like bite each other's heads off, but if your partner is upset, be there for your partner. If your partner is really happy, then, you know, celebrate that too. Like it's, it goes both ways. And for me, I didn't have that. I really didn't. Like, I think the biggest part that I was missing in a lot of my relationships is having somebody who encouraged me to say how I honestly felt. Cause I was always thinking about them first and thinking like, well, I don't want to upset him. And like, if I say this, we're just going to ruin the night. And like, you know, we're having such a good night. Like, I don't want to bring it up now. Like maybe we'll talk about this later. And I feel like women have those thoughts a lot of the times in their heads. 
you know, like, cause I hear it from my girlfriends, you know, they're, they were having a really good night, but there was something that they needed to talk about. But and it didn't then, feel right. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, it wasn't the right time. And it's like, oh, well, like, you know, he, he just came back home. He had like a really rough day. Like I didn't want to ruin his night even more. It's like, there's no right time to have bad conversations. But if you can have like healthy conversations about these things and conflict isn't a bad thing. And that was a hard thing for me to learn. It was very hard for me to just speak up and recognize that there is no right time. I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, you can read the room, read yeah, the room exactly. a little bit, yeah. but you don't want to do it at the funeral, but yeah. like, like, <laughs> but like, you know, if, if, if something's on your mind, like let it out. Cause that shit is going to eat you up and it ate me up. I, I don't want to like, I had blowouts and that sort of thing, but. So have, after being through all of this, like, how do you get back? Like, how do you put yourself into that mindset of like getting back into, um, you know, dating? Isn't it like uh, a bit not overwhelming, but isn't Are it jaded? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, it is. <laughs> I feel like I feel like an old woman where I'm just like nagging and like I don't want to deal with this. I'm tired, and that's honestly the line that I use all the time. Like I am tired <laughs> and big like caps lock. But I think, um, personally speaking, because of who I am as a person, I think being open-minded is something that's really important because if you treat each new relationship like you did the last, you're not going to get any better as a person. Yeah. That's how you stay jaded, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also unfair to the new person that you're trying to explore this, um, chapter with because you know everyone has baggage no one no one can say that they don't have baggage every single person has it and if you're just trying to like get into something as like a rebound you know what like maybe maybe take a break for yourself but i think you have to be open-minded because if somebody was doing that back to you and they're just being you know, they're bringing in their relationship trauma from the last one and into yours, then like, you're not going to want to see that person. You're not going to want to be with them. You're going to be like, well, you have too much baggage. You have to work on your shit and like, you know, come back when you're ready. In the same regard, like you have to be that person too. And whether it's willingness or not, like you have to grow. So for me, like, I especially this year, um, I had gone through kind of back to back relationships, um, or like short term relationships, but like, it was hard for me to be open minded because it was so close together. But the reason why I did is because like, this person doesn't know me. And I'm going into this acting the way that I was with this last guy. So he's like, you know, he'll be thinking like, what the fuck? Like, what did I walk into? So I have to be just as open to receiving him as a brand new person as he is to me. Because if I'm bringing that in, then like, it's not going to be cute. It's not going to last long. (laughs) 